Hello, hello, here's Wilson Nowitzki in Hanover, Germany with Druff Records. Today, well it was actually a week ago, but in internet land we say today, I'll be talking to... Louise Dameckert Jensen and Tom Blankhart. Or will I be talking to... Louise Dameckert Jensen and Tom Blankhart. Or is it... Louise Dameckert Jensen and Tom Blankhart. I guess we'll never know for sure. The premise for that ridiculous introduction is that, uh, like a bit like myself, they are a bi-continental, bi-coastal, bi-cultural pair. Well, I'm not a bear, I'm just one guy. But I'm an American living in Germany. Tom is an American living in Denmark. Louisa is a Danish woman who lived in America, or still has many connections there. And, um, yeah, a lot of what we're talking about has to do with the in-betweens of all that. Tom and Louisa are a pretty dynamic pair. Tom plays the upright bass and also the euphonium, which in school we always, for some reason, called the baritone. but. Once you're an adult, you call it the euphonium. Uh, he's a, as far as I know, is primarily a saxophonist, but she's a hell of a singer and plays various other wind instruments as well as the piano. Um, they are married. They have a record label together called Markson Records. You can find all of the material that they do on Bandcamp. No, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Marskin. M-A-R-S-K-E-N. Marskin Records. Um, they make music together under the name of the home of Easy Credit as a duo. Uh, they're involved also in other projects together, including Sweet Bandit. Sorry, I'm saying this wrong. Sweet Bandit Tree, which you're hearing in the background, uh, which I believe is primarily led by Louisa. Uh, includes also Kevin Shea and the guitarist banjoist Brandon Seabrook. An interesting guy. Maybe I'll try to have him on the show sometime because I'm into the banjo. Um, the, Tom uh, is also associated with trumpeter Peter Evans. They used to have a duo called Sparks. I remember these days back in New York there, were, there was an alcoholic energy drink. Really trashy. I used to drink it in the morning. It was called Sparks. In this interview I asked Tom and Louisa about two topics which were of particular interest to me. Um, one being their experience with free jazz uh, in the United States as compared to Denmark or to Europe in general. Thomas, or they both have toured extensively. Louisa lived in, uh, comes from Denmark, but also lived in Amsterdam and lived in Berlin. Uh, so she has some perspective on the, the various 
northern western European jazz scenes um, but beyond that Tom was based in New York for a long time and after their marriage Louisa also came over so uh, they were both on the New York scene um, and have continued to tour in the United States as well as to maintain uh, ongoing musical projects with, with American-based musicians. But also, they have two children together. I have a child myself, and I uh, think very much about the topic of artistry, or honestly, the pursuit of anything. It doesn't even have to be art, but just the relationship between personal pursuit and uh, family structure. Of course, anyone with a child knows that time and really just energy become precious commodities. Different people have different solutions to that. Uh, but I find Tom and, and Louisa particularly interesting in that sense because um, they make music together and they have children together. And um, they seem to have struck upon a, a really fascinating approach to that, which is that they just uh, include their children in the art. They recently completed a multi-week tour of Japan and just took the kids with them. I remember seeing them back in New York sometimes when they only had one baby. I say only one baby, that's more than enough. Um, and they would play concerts where Maybe one would be off stage taking care of the child while the other one was playing and then they would switch off or maybe the child would be sleeping in the audience um, with, you know, with some ear, ear protection. Um, so I found, that, you know, I found that to be really inspiring and to be really beautiful. We'll get into this in, into the talk, but it's my personal feeling and belief that... Uh, that art should not be something which requ requires that people shut down family life or home life or, or shut out children. You know, I, um, it's, I, I feel, of course, in many cultures it is the case that uh, children are just there wherever the adults are. And if the adults are up all night making music, then the kids are hanging out too or sleeping in a corner. Something I always really liked and have, have have mourned the fact that it's not more present in Western culture. So Tom and Louisa seem to buck the trend on that one. Anyway, we talk we talk about this in the in the interview. All right. Well, I'll hush up now and uh, get to it. Again, check out the music on Marskin.com. Didn't you live in Berlin for a while? Yeah. Am I correct about that? Yeah. Were you yeah. there for a long time? Oh, for two years or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's not a long time, but but I lived there for two years. Yeah. It's a minute. Yeah. But then that's perfect because then th this is really what I wanted to ask you. Now I'm going into like podcast moderator mode. Like I'm really, you know, when when I moved to Germany, 
now the world to me is divided into two places, United States and Germany, you know, <laughs> because yeah. now I see these differences, you know. Of course, yeah. I have no idea what life is like in Japan or, you know, Uganda or something. But to me, the world is like there's these differences between New York, I mean, between America and Germany, you know. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but uh, you know, and so musically, I mean, like the there is this big German free jazz tradition. I mean, it has a pretty strong tradition here, but it, it has a, I feel like it has a pretty different characteristic than the, the American scene. But so, you know, three scenes, you know, like the German scene, the Danish scene, the American scene. Um, in, uh, the Dutch scene also. That's like, because I lived in Holland for, I lived in Amsterdam for, um, for five years. Oh, right. You studied there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I stayed an extra year. Um, so there's definitely something we call it Dutch jazz you know, like that, that, like the, there's a certain characteristic about Dutch musicians, and and then there's the whole ICP orchestra. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, there's definitely a distinction between, and people were really like they're, they're very divided in like okay, this this is like German, this is like Dutch, this Which is like people? The, 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 just also musicians themselves. It's like you can almost like tell where they're from based on their playing. And right. it doesn't matter if they're playing free or improv or, or um, or like more like just jazz. It's like I can I can hear a difference. But what do you what can you like describe some of those differences? Uh well, it's like it's like the Dutch language is has like um, like when I moved to Holland, I I didn't I wasn't very familiar with the states, so to me it sounded very American with. Now I can hear this when when Dutch people speak English, it's not like people from the states, for mm-hmm. instance. But but the, the music it's it's like uh, it's it's very like um, it's very uh, how do you say it's it's very um, everything is very precise in the Dutch music. Yeah, but then they has is like it has this like sort of like a, have some like. Yeah, like like some kind of like like aggressive energy. Uh, you mean, it. but like sort of a, a, a subconscious aggressive energy. A what sorry? Like kind of a subconscious aggressive energy, or somehow when you said that, it yeah. makes me think of like a person who's always like trying to, like a yoga student who's who just seems to have an ag- aggro edge that they're trying to <laughs> that they're trying to yeah. cover up, or or like do you mean I like mean, they mean, play I mean, really aggressively? You know. Yeah, I mean, it also depends on what, where, like, what music we're, we're we're talking about. Because I mean, the thing, the, the interesting thing is, like, I lived in those countries, but I was playing different music. So, so it's like I have like a certain idea of of, of certain Dutch players playing music. This kind of like. But you're thinking more jazz, jazz. Jazz, right? jazz, yeah. yeah. And in Germany, I'm thinking of the improv scene, uh, and yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm like. Yeah. Well, how did you find the improv scene in Germany? Well, it's not. I mean, just going to concerts and and I, I um, there, at that time that's I, we we met right the instant I was moving to Germany. So so um um okay with that um <laughs> uh. Yeah, so it was like I think it, it was just more like I, I was introduced to, to just various musicians and and uh, 
and got a sense of okay, that's that's yeah. That's a really hard question, Wilson. <laughs> Just like uh, it's hard to 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 describe it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess what I'm interested in is uh, um, a lot of times I like to say, you know, I'm not I'm not really so much interested in music as I'm interested in people. And I feel like music is just a really quick route to get a feeling for the people. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm thinking a lot about how music, like every kind of musical genre is coming out of a um, social scenario of some kind, you know, whether it's like yeah. a culture, like an ethnic group or whether it's like a subculture or like a political scenario or, or just anything, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, but also like with, with, I guess I'm thinking a lot about free improvised music and free jazz. Yeah. Uh, this also comes out of some type of, or I guess what I'll say is like my feeling if I look at the history of free jazz in Germany, and the, this is just my feeling about it, but in the, in the United States, my impression is that the, the real free jazz movement had something to do with sort of the end of like the Martin Luther King civil rights movement and the beginning of like the black power style feeling this kind of it, it kind of had something similar to do with this thing it was like a bit of an explosion maybe yeah. it had something to do with some it was ecstatic but also had something to do with some aggression um, not aggression um maybe a disappointed feeling or, or a frustrated feeling some political yeah yeah revolutionary aspects and too. in germany of course in germany you don't have any of this black you know aspect but you had this post-war aspect and so that there was also this kind of disillusionment, right? And this feeling like, so it was similar in the sense that it's both kind of an explosion of like a generation that's frustrated with, with something really, some really negative things that were going around them. But it's very different. I mean, the difference between like the civil rights movement in the United States and, you know, like post Third Reich Germany, it's not the same thing, but they had this similarity, you know, but the, there's a difference, you know? Yeah. And I guess I'm just curious about like if there's any, if you guys, this is my impression, but I'm just curious if you guys have any feelings like living in 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 in, uh, in Denmark, and if you feel like that there's like some there's something social that informs the music there, which is different than what would influence it in the United States or even in other European. Countries. Oh, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely differences, and I think one of the things is sort of like the. Yeah, people are just like, you just do it in the US. I remember that was like a big eye opener for me moving to the States. It's like, they just, like, I remember like, I can't remember which concert I saw at the Stone, but I was just like shocked about like the energy. And I was like, yeah, but they're not, they, they don't really like reflect. They don't take a step back and there's all this silence. And it, it was just like really, poof. and it might mean that, that the music was aggressive, but it was more like, it was just like there were, there were the choices were just, the, the, people were just making choices faster. Whereas here, I feel like people are more like taking time to, to just like taking a step back and they, they're more hesitant and so forth. Uh, and I, was, I, I thought like moving to the States was like, exactly what I was searching for. I, I was so, I needed it so much. Um, I needed just things to be in my face. Uh, and yeah, I was listening to some of your music earlier today. It's, it's pretty in your face and pretty immediate. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I needed, I needed that. And, and, uh, um, yeah. And I think here it, it's also, there's beauty in every like approach, but I think sometimes here it's, it's not like, yeah, because it doesn't have this political aspect or it, it's, I mean, I have to be careful what I say here, but but I think. Well, if you want me to edit anything out, I can. <laughs> no, no, but I think sometimes I I I'm, like I've, I've talked to musicians, also improv musicians, and it was a great disappointment to me that they they thought like we're not part of like we we don't take an active part in society. Our music doesn't reflect society. You mean European musicians or any? Yeah, musicians? yeah Danish musicians too, and and it's not like there's anything necessarily. I don't know. It's just like, and it's not like you have to think like, oh, everything I do is like a political act. I mean, no, no, that's exhausting. Yeah, but I think I think uh, just that that the music I feel uh, is sort of just more rooted or integrated in like the way we live. And I hear it's it's yeah, maybe that's also just the way that people play. It's it's just like we're more. Um, I don't know. Uh, we're more by ourselves and we don't talk as like, or people don't talk as much, you yeah. know, the same way. And, and I think the, the music reflects that. Like it, it's definitely more hesitant in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So if you are like, uh, you, you're like, like me also like, and, and we're all three, this thing of being stuck in between, yeah. then it's an interesting, like, yeah, you can adjust your playing depending on who you're playing with. I mean, I don't well, do that, but, but you could, you could take, because you understand the mechanism of like, okay, here, these people actually have this like sort of cultural interaction that you don't find between those people because they come from this place. Right. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you guys disagree. Well, I think. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think that also works the other way around. I think you see like if we, you know, I'm thinking about playing with some Danish positions where like the way we play kind of opens them up to actually be more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be more aggressive or, you know, what horrible word but but with more energy or something that maybe they normally would feel allowed to do and i think my kind of take on on talking about this thing about musicians as people and the music as their expression of people and 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 of of an encoding of culture um is that there's some there's some disturbing kind of aspects of uh, of Danish culture that I are the things that I notice in Danish the Danish like music mm-hmm. for our kind of uh, scene. Yeah, sorry, you're not done. Uh, um, like what? Uh, like so. So those being uh, in Denmark, there's kind of a, um, a a heavy strain of amateurism. What really? Yeah. Well, uh, like amateurism. You know where where uh, where Brady. It's kind of it's kind of um, frowned upon in a way. Or it's, sorry, it's the sound like, broke up. What's frowned upon? Yeah, uh, like like higher quality really things. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. In terms of unless you know, in terms of money, then if something's expensive, then it's 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 then it's oh then it's um. You know, you go to, to clubs and things in, in Denmark and everything, everyone has pretty much high, like really expensive, good equipment. There's not like yeah. very often you go to a place where things are really run down. And if they, and if they do, it's, it's like actually a put on. It's only because they want to like capture some aesthetic of huh. something they've experienced, like when they've gone to New York or something and they've, 
oh, it's all fucked up there. That's a cool aesthetic. Let's do yeah. that. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, that's not, it's not because someone wanted it to be that way. It's because people just don't have the money or whatever. Yeah. Here it's like, yeah, we just, we just want to choose to have like a really shitty amplifier because then we're yeah. cool. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't need to do that. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so there's, yeah, the thing about the amateurism is that, um, that there's, I don't know where it comes from. But there's kind of there's a strain, and I think and it's deep. Uh, it, there's like these rev- these uh, cir- not circus review, but like these review things that the amateur kind of theater tradition. And there's um, oh wow, there's like the which I think has spilled over into a lot of the the TV star shows. You have X Factor and stuff, which is a big part of the culture, the the mainstream culture. Um, which is like amateur, you know, I don't know. It's, I don't even know what these shows are in the States, but I guess a show like America's Got Talent or whatever that is. I don't even know what that yeah, is really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, and, uh, and, and there's this, yeah, I think, I think that there's a kind of an every uh, celebration of the everyman kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting, um, which is going to kind of contradict what I just said, but I, I use it. Uh, I've, I've talked about this thing as a way of kind of highlighting some, some cultural differences with, with karaoke, you know, like, you know, in Asia, you, you do some karaoke stuff and um, you go to a karaoke bar and, and people take it really seriously. Right. right I mean, they're trying right. to sing accurately and well, and, you know, uh, but it's kind of a copy of something always right, right. it's not like someone's trying to be like original and unique and expressive about themselves it's like yeah, no right. i want this thing accurately um and uh and then in like in the states you know people are, are it's like a big like let's get drunk and wasted and be really ridiculous and do it really right right kind of, kind of horribly in a way you know oh yeah man but oh, yeah. but here but here it's just kind of like sort of bad it's like we're kind of sort of do it <laughs> But it's like, it's like, it's not really, it's just this, this mediocre kind of thing. It's, it's really bizarre. Oh man. That's, that does not, that's, doesn't sound so appealing. <laughs> I've, I've always said this, you know, like, uh, you know, the first time I, it's funny that you've been talking about this. It's making me actually think a lot about this coffee bar that I have, you know, and, um, and I've been trying to convince, you know, my, my girlfriend who's working with me on this, that like, you know, I'm trying to bring these American ideas into it. Like, no, no, we need to sell something that's really fucked up and weird and that people don't want, no, don't know what it is. Like, I want it just, just some weird, nasty, you know, I keep trying to describe in America, nasty is a very positive word, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, these are good things, you know? But like, um, what was I thinking about? Like, oh yeah, I always, I noticed this with coffee, you know, like if you buy like really premium coffee, tastes great. If you buy like the shittiest coffee, like it's actually kind of good in a weird way, you know, but the worst coffee is like if you go to the discount store and buy like the discount fair trade uh, organic coffee, you know, single source. But for some reason, it's cheap. Like, yeah, that's the worst coffee you'll ever drink. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this, the, the kind of middle you got to go like go, go higher, go low, you know? Yeah, I've tried to explain that that concept to people before. I don't and actually this is probably cross-cultural you know but that idea when you say something's like really terrible and and what you really mean is exactly that that it's mediocre you know 
Yeah. Uh, that's actually what, because someone's like, I don't understand. What, I mean, they're like, they can play all their instruments, like, you know, talking about music, that they can play their instruments fine. And it's like, it's like, okay. Like, yeah, exactly. That's what makes it terrible. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> because it doesn't stick out in any way. It's just totally wallpaper stuff. Like, there's that thing that makes you think, oh, these human, they're like individual, like human beings with souls. Yeah. Uh, but now, now I'm very curious, you see, because I mean, I always assumed that, Den- that Denmark and Germany would, I mean, especially I'm in Northern Germany. So like, um, I, I would figure that they were, and you guys are in Southern Denmark. So I, I was, would always assume that there would be a lot of things in common, but like, um, uh, well, well, here's something I'm curious about in, in, in Germany, based on the, it's based on the economic system. It's based on the social welfare system. There's a very, 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 very strong idea of profession. There's this, yeah. there's this word beruf, which means profession, but it's like, it just means profession, but it has, you know, like in America, you have a job. <laughs> I mean, I guess a doctor has a profession, but most people just have jobs, you know, yeah. your job is just whatever you get paid for, you know, yeah. like, um, like here, because because it's very hard to because it's very hard to get fired from a job it means it's also very hard to get hired to a job because they can't fire yeah. you and so this means that they will never hire you unless you have got the correct education experience yeah. counts for zero this is why i'm self-employed <laughs> like as far as getting a job experience counts for nothing learning on a job counts for nothing like it's, yeah. you have to have That's the qualification it's annoying to me because I have no qualifications, but the, the, the flip side of it is that whatever people do, whatever their job is or profession, they're usually pretty damn good at it. You know? Mm. I mean, so I wouldn't, the funny thing is I wouldn't see there's the musicians here. They can play because like when you say here, you know, like I, when when I first moved to Hanover, I I um I found this kind of um small orchestra that's basically made up of all of the best improvising players in town and they're basically yeah. all professional musicians. And I was just this new guy in town and I saw yeah. them play and then after the concert I talked to one of them and she said are you a musician? And I said yes and then she said you should play with us next month. <laughs> and I thought in New York, if you ask somebody like, are you a musician? And they say, yes. You just think like, yeah, 99% chance you're just an idiot that can barely play the bass. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like that. You, you know what I mean? But for here, I realized that there was this meaning. Like if you say, are you a musician? And you say, yes, it kind of like carries the sense like, oh, then that's your profession. And I trust that you can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it leads to something. The music to me is... I feel like I'm always talking shit on Germany, but this is our this is our privilege as people who have, have moved over. We get to bitch all the time about it. Like the musicians can really play, but because they're professionals, right? It still has this sense of not being risky. Yeah. Even when they're yeah. playing like avant-garde, really out, crazy noise, whatever. It's kind of, and they and they can play well. I yeah. really often left with this feeling like, but you didn't put your neck on the line. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, people don't even know what it means to put your neck on the line. You know, that's, that's, I mean, it's, it's like, that doesn't even like, they've never, they've never, their necks have never been on the line. Everything's always just been, there's the safety net. And it's, I mean, it's, 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 um, it sounds like I'm being nasty or like, ugh. 
about it, but I mean, it's just a fact, I think uh, that, that, that it's, I always like to talk about it. when I complain about the music, I always say that like, this is like a, um, it's a, it's a, it's a negative consequence of something that's very positive. You know? Right. Right. It's like, this is, it's awesome to have, it's not like, I would never say you should get rid of the, the welfare states so that we can have better music. <laughs> I mean, it's a ridiculous. Yeah, but I have <laughs> often thought about, have thought about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're never going to give birth to hip hop without the South Bronx being on fire. I don't think it was so good for the South Bronx to be on fire, <laughs> but you never would have had hip hop without it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And again, I didn't have to grow up in a project that was burning down. So, you know, it's easy to say that from a distance. But I think that's, I think it's maybe a, a, a challenge for, for like a society that can actually take care of its citizens, like materially to what's the, so that's, that's a challenge that they have is how do you fucking make actual art that means something? How mm -hmm. do you, how do you, how do you make meaning out of, out of this when you don't have these, um, uh, these when you don't have real danger when you don't have real stakes mm -hmm. um th i think that's um th it's a whole it's a whole other level of of things do, do, do people go down with stress in germany is that a what thing about there? Stress? do people go down with stress like that's a thing here you go, go down? down with stress oh yeah like, you mean when they like go to the doctor and get off work for a while yeah exactly yeah yeah they call it burnout yeah yeah, so so uh, they do it. It's, so, it's big though here. Yeah, exactly. It's huge here too. Like everyone does it, basically. Right. You know. Yeah, everybody like, everyone here too. Right. Um, and you know, it was interesting. Uh, yeah, I met a woman who was talking about how she'd gone down with stress because it doesn't even compute. I think for me as an American, it's like, what? What do you? I don't even understand what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, especially here because they use the English word burnout, and I think like burnout. This is like what you say when you come home and you just kind of feel like watching TV, and you say, "I'm a little burnt out." <laughs> But here it means you yeah. go to the doctor and you get six months paid leave. But but the thing is here, um, well, this woman was talking about how she had this job and she basically was being told that she had it was given this workload that was actually humanly impossible for her to do. Oh, right, like she couldn't actually do it, and but she thought she had to do it, and then she just she just like had a complete meltdown hmm. psychically because she couldn't. She couldn't do this thing and she thought she was supposed to be able to do it. And society had told her that like your job means everything, you know, like right. this is your personality, your whole value as a human right. being is your job. Right. And, uh, and you've got an education, whatever it is you do, you've got an education in that. Right. And that means you're qualified for this thing mm -hmm. and you should be able to do it. And then she has some boss who doesn't like, doesn't care. And is just like telling her to do all these things and, right. and she can't do them. And she freaks out completely. It's um, a weird thing. Yeah. I mean, people here, compared to New York, in Little Hanover, if I would just analyze what they have to do in a day, it's <laughs> like one-fifth as stressful as a normal New Yorker's life. <laughs> but they're burnt out a lot. Yeah. yeah. But I don't blame them. I don't criticize them. I think that there's a reason no. for it. Of course. Of course, it's real. It's not it has like to do with real. meaning or something. You know, It has to do with self-agency or something like that. Yeah. But it's also to do with the, the fact that in the States... Uh, we can shit talk, you know. Uh, we can yes. like we can really shit talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we and and here we don't do it. It's just like you don't. You're always trying to be like some kind of like on good terms with 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 everyone, 
and but you don't backstep the same way you 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 keep your the up the appearance also in your private life unless it's like like a spouse or a partner or something but um but even among friends you don't really just completely go like okay let's talk shit about this. i mean people do but i think sometimes it just you just feel um suffocated you feel like you can't talk to anyone you don't know mm -hmm. who to trust and and mm -hmm. it's so it, it it's so uh bureaucratic and, mm -hmm. and it's so hard to like navigate like okay can i say something here what consequences will that have what am i calling thinking of me mm -hmm. can i trust them to just mm -hmm. because sometimes what people actually just need is just to talk shit they just oh, yeah. need to talk shit off their chest yeah and that's it and then maybe the workload would be less of a burden or they like, okay, I'm just not going to do this right now. I'm going to do this, but we right. don't, I, we don't, we haven't created a culture here that allows it because everyone has to just fit. Like it, I think it, we, we just have to keep up this appearance and mm -hmm. we are very self-conscious about what other people think of us. Mm -hmm. And I think that was one of the most liberating thing for me, even though I've been living different places in Germany and Holland before mm -hmm. I came to the States, but just like no one, gives a shit about you Louisa. Yeah. No one cares about you. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and and it was just like it's so nice. No one <laughs> gives a shit about me. Yeah. That's actually yeah. that's the thing, you know, we talk about like America and freedom. I mean that's really the freedom <laughs> that's kind of the freedom is to just be autonomous. Oh you know? totally man. I realized yeah I realized from living here that 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 there is something to that American idea of freedom. That it does have yeah. some substance to it. But there's also the thing, you know, I was I was telling to people just the other day. Right like, <laughs> yeah, it's for sure. <laughs> like, you know, in America we have this there's this idea like mind your own business. And this is this is a you know a thing, you know, and like uh people around here get up in your business, you know? <laughs> like and oh, you yeah. guys, I mean you you guys know you have kids, it's like as soon as you have a kid, it's like strangers start telling you like about how you should be raising the kid and but you know here's the thing i don't know how it is in denmark but with, with this shit talking like in germany like they they don't like it if you start getting like kind of they don't they seem to really dislike like aggressiveness or like uh yeah, heatedness. yeah. Oh, yeah. and they don't like they don't really cuss that much you know um hmm. yeah they kind of they'll get pretty edgy if you start you know really cussing you know but um but the other thing is They, they like criticize endless. I hope none of my German relatives will listen to this. But there's this kind of endless criticism about little stuff. It's always like lots of little criticisms. You know what I mean? Like about how you're not doing things right. And that can really make the sense of edginess, you know? Like, um, yeah. it, I, I think that this, you know, it, it can be very tiring to me, you know? Because then I also start feeling like it doesn't matter that much. You know what I mean? But this is where you kind of like, If you're living in a place like New York and everything's fucked up, I mean, you know, how are you going to make criticisms about little stuff? The big stuff's fucked up. So everything's kind of a joke anyway. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. But to kind of be criticized about these little things, it, it kind of creates an edginess, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little... It, yeah, I think it's, it's maybe a little bit different here I think the flavor is a little different. I think it's really it's really marked by the smallness of the place and how everyone knows everyone else. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, I mean, you, like, you, and so you. Everyone is related. Yeah. Uh -huh. And if you if you say something, it's going to come back around to that person, or it's going to come back around. Like you know, it's it's it. If you start if you put something out there, like everyone's going to know about it. 
Uh-huh. So that was the, yeah. Um, but it also has its charm. I mean, the thing is, there's a certain community. I mean, now we're living in a small town, but sometimes there is a certain community where people back each other up. And it's like, like if you want to, if there's an injustice has been made or something, then then uh, people tend to just like, yeah, that's not right. But they, they all are sort of in it. And not that they're actually going to do anything about it, but you feel like, okay, you're not alone here. People people think the same. Uh, that that can be some of the good sides. But uh, but the, the problem is that you have everyone knows each other and you can't escape. It's like a prison to a lot of people. Right. Oh. But like, I'm really curious about you guys. Like, honestly, like, because you guys were in New York and... I mean, a lot of people go to New York and want to get on the scene, whatever their respective scene might be. And like, you guys did better than the average person. I mean, you guys were pretty, you know, you guys were pretty, pretty well on the scene as far as in the genre of music. And then like, then you split off to Tiny Town, Denmark. And like, you're still, I mean, like, that's, I mean, I was curious about that years ago, but I'm still curious about it. I mean, like, was that a sacrifice or do you guys still, do you feel like you're still on the scene or like? did you well, give something think, up or like or did you feel like you're still i mean how does that you know i mean covid definitely kind of changed things i think for that it made it less possible for us to yeah, because of... we were on a good uh like there was a good thing happening like we were in japan right before covid hit and we had all these like and then covid boof, then then we are stuck here right now it feels like we're stuck yeah. we can't go anywhere and we can't even go to germany right now as it stands uh-huh. i mean there's all these quarantines and stuff and it, it's going to be impossible to but um but yeah i mean the ideal situation would would be to to uh to be more engaged in the outer world and uh as we were before so in that way uh it's awesome to be out here because you have the the silence and you can actually work on stuff Mm-hmm. And we, we have each other also, so we can really work on music. I mean, we work on music all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think there's a single moment where we didn't, we don't talk about music and plans and try to do this. And I mean, it, it was, it's not like, it's not boring, but, but we also have each other and we have the, the space to mm-hmm. do it. And we involve our kids in it too. So we don't, we don't get, we're not very, I'm not very practical. Let me just put it like this. I'm not like, a, I hate doing laundry. I just like, I just don't, Tom is the one doing laundry, but, but I don't, it, it's not like, it's not, a, but, but I think it's, it's somehow we have a good, it's inspiring to be where we are in mm-hmm. the sense when we're at home. But, but I, for sure, I mean, the traveling and, and, and uh, touring, it, 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 right now, it's I, I find it to be really. I'm, I feel agitated. Did you manage um, yeah. to do much of that before Corona? I mean, even just having two kids, were you able we to went travel? To Japan for what three weeks? Three weeks, and yeah, with the children. Yeah. yeah, yeah, touring. Yeah. Wow. But, but I mean, it had slowed down, but but it was it was partly by design, you know. When when we had a, a, second, a, kid. a second kid, then it was yeah. like okay. This is definitely going to be. We're going to need to like kind of. Uh, well, we thought she would be calm, but she's absolutely not calm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we thought we would kind of, uh, you know, hunker down a little bit for kind of hibernate a bit, and we actually. So right after she was born, we uh, Louisa started going to. She got her masters at the conservatory. Copenhagen. And then a year after that, I started the. It's called the the 
advanced postgraduate diploma oh. <laughs> program. Um, also, uh, there. also there. And each of those are two year programs. So, so, and I just finished, we both just finished because you're yeah, extended because of birth. I was yeah. able to extend it there with the, like some, um, yeah, you yeah. get money to go to school and somehow <laughs> right. I could get in get it. year and I, that i would, would be able to do it but she was i i don't think i i realized uh like metal music would make her calm down oh yeah oh yeah it's like that's how crazy it is. yeah <laughs> she's not like it has to be like really rough like movements like so train rides and and uh yeah we were like on this ball like just jumping up and down and stuff it has to be like if she wanted to just be like when we tour or when we play concerts she would be calm but but if she could couldn't just be in a in a, in a, a silent apartment that just does not did not work for her yeah all. she sounds like my son he's oh, got to have like, yeah. he's got to have sound all the time and if he's, if he's oh, not really? talking if somebody else isn't talking he's talking and if nobody's talking he's listening to recordings of and oh, wow. he never showed he's never showed too much interest in music until one time i played in black sabbath and he completely lost his mind <laughs> <laughs> how old is he now your son He's gonna be six soon, but oh. like really, like when the drums kicked in on Iron Man, he like had a truly cathartic moment. It was like shocking oh, wow. to watch. <laughs> I think he talked himself. But yeah, yeah. I'm hoping the next kid. Uh, I'm hoping to do it the other way around. You know, I love him, but I'm like the next one's got to be the, the chill one. You know what I mean? <laughs> next one's got to be the chill one. <laughs> but but you know, like I mean, like you guys are really interesting to me because. Uh, Oh, it's been interesting to me to have a kid and to play music. But well, I'll backtrack a bit. It reminded me of something I heard. I was I was told that Jack Bisonette once said, like as a musician, if you want to uh, get married, it either has to be to somebody who's really into your thing, or to somebody who has their own thing going on. You know? Yeah, and, I think that's uh, kind of true. I I've never been. Uh, I think there's like, something in my personality I cannot. I find it very hard to imagine ever having shared like a musical project with a, a person that I was in a relationship with. I don't know why. Um, I, maybe I have a wall up or something. I'm not really sure. But, you know, now that I have a kid, it's like, um, I mean, I don't want to turn this the whole thing into like a um, necessarily like a treatise on feminism. But I think a lot about how family structure inevitably, it doesn't matter like whether you're thinking of it on you know, feminist terms are not like family structure is going to really like suddenly be a really, really huge factor. You know what I mean? And then like, you know, I start realizing, like, oh, like all these guys that we know about that made music, you know, like all these names that we know, like they weren't taking care of their kids. Like it was a different time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Different ideas. And like if they were on tour forever or they were like at the club all night or they just, you know, like that was what they were doing. So like, yeah, of yeah. course. Of course they were playing music all the time like somebody yeah. else was taking care of the kids you know and uh, i mean i'm really active with my you know taking care of my kid and i always was since he was born and i like it i mean i wouldn't want to give that up i like it you know but i do realize like oh like like this is not it's not possible anymore to like separate that from the structure of how i make music you know or like yeah just the time just the pure time factor you know and um but you guys have a kind of a different thing going on. I mean, you're, you're like both taking care of the kids and you're both playing music and you play music together. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but but I think 
system, even the new one, uh, to be around music, like in the, also when we play like concerts. So, I mean, they're super quiet. I mean, at least Faya has always been super quiet when we were playing concerts. She's been there with us. Um, and I remember like breastfeeding her, going to the stone and people had no idea that I had a baby there. Like mm -hmm. most of the people got shocked. Oh, there's been a baby there the whole time? Mm -hmm. No idea. Um, and I think I, I mean, I breastfed for a long time, which has made them, like they've been listening to a lot of music just from being with me all the time. And also the breastfeeding just makes, made them completely quiet. I mean, then, then the, like, there's no way they, they inhale, they would cry or anything. They would just, that, that's the absolute best thing. And then there's all this stuff going around them. Um, and I think, yeah, I guess I'm just a person who, I want to be around my kids all the time, mm -hmm. but I don't have to have this, uh, there's a certain, I guess, from a female, like from a mother perspective, mm -hmm. I want to be, present and I want to hang out with them and and uh, I can also be a pretty obsessive cleaner I like but but uh but I uh there's certain things that I I don't care about that I think other people care about and that might be just easy for us to just like help each other out with them I mean right yeah because yeah. I could be really like no she has to go to bed at seven we can't take them on tour you know like I mean it's not like to, right. to say that all we women are like this, but, but, uh, but it's like, I don't care if a star goes to bed at two in the morning. I don't care. Uh -huh, she can uh -huh. spend the next morning. It's fine. It's cool. As long as you get her sleep. Uh, yeah. So I don't, yeah. I think we've always kind of had a, a kind of nomadic, like yeah. a kind of, like, you know, this kind of, um, we're this little family unit that can go around and, <laughs> yeah, and kind of just, Yeah. It, it there's mutual aid kind of thing happening and and um yeah and it, i mean it's funny that i mean i guess we've we've talked about it and thought about it but it, it's it's just something that just kind of happened naturally um, it just works really well yeah i mean in japan it was really crazy i mean people were shocked i mean they'd never seen little kids at concert like this i remember like right. I, and it was really like a truly shock and for female musicians too it's like, what? That's not, uh, right. and, uh, but the, they were embracing that. And, and they, I mean, people take so good care of them. I remember mm. Star three times fell asleep next to the stage. So we, so we could actually play together. And that's also the thing. We just take turns. If, if, uh, if they're awake, we just take turns. If a star is asleep, Faya is seven and a half right now. So mm -hmm. I mean, she can sit next to us and, and listen to us play. But the little one, she fell asleep. As soon as we were going to play a concert, she would fall asleep. So we just put, mm -hmm. put her right next to the stage and then play a concert. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. pretty amazing, actually. She, she slept. Yeah. And she had I headphones on. I have, on, I have seen her do this. Yeah, yeah. The older, yeah. older girl. Yeah. That's amazing. But I think there's a kind of... Um, we just have, I mean, we're, we're, It also fits the, the music, right? I mean, we're... It, and the communities that we're in, I mean, there's a flexibility from everyone's side to like, okay, it's cool. Like, how are we going to do this? You know, uh, you know, if, if, if she wakes up, she, right now she's sleeping. So Louisa is going to play her solo first or whatever. Maybe I'll join in. And if she wakes up, then I'm going to jump oh. off the stage, you know, and right. I'll take care of her and get her out. And then, then, then when, then when Louisa's done, then I'll come on the stage or whatever. Okay. And, 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 but also that people are super accommodating, you know, I mean, 
we we uh, played with um, uh, just kind of did a sit-in kind of thing with a, a big band over there um, in in Japan when we were there, and uh, and like it was, I mean, also super accommodating. You know, uh, they they like um, just packed with people, yeah. and it, it it was like this like formal setting. Mm-hmm. but like kevin kevin the guy who, whose band it was he like he actually like said he, i mean i'm thinking also he's accommodating for us you know that he he set it up so that there was like okay i got a couple of tunes that that uh that louisa can play on and can like feature her and then i got mm-hmm. a couple of tunes that like you can play on on mm-hmm. bass and feature yeah. you and 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 have it work that way and we and he was i mean so he like put the whole night together based around us being there which was really awesome and I don't know. There's that kind of like um, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. I'm looking for like a the metaphor of uh, or analogy of uh, like free electrons or something. You know, something that can just oh, like free radicals, in. free radical. You know, you can just like plug into different yeah. Uh, yeah. situations. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I think we're in communities that are like that also. So yeah. it works out. I think if we try to plug ourselves into some other environment, it would be. It'd be harder, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We, we have to. We'd but, have to do more. But bending. also, the, the our kids are really trained. I mean, they just know they can't cry in there because we'll have to take them outside, and eventually they just learn that okay, so we have to go outside, and then they can play and 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 and, and whatever. But but if they're inside, they have to, they they have to sit and draw, and I think they right. they're drawing all the time, like during uh, our concerts. I think right. that's the thing. It's like I have we have all these like things that they can do, all these creative stuff they can do while we play, right. and that makes them super calm and and they they're enjoying it. People come over; they're super curious. I mean, the oldest one loved Japan. She wants to go over there anytime she can, as soon as she can. Yeah. But I think it's a it's also a mentality thing. It's like kids. It's like I want to have. I mean, it's fun to hang. It's a fun hang. Uh, right. Yeah, they like being part of. Yeah, so I think like why can't they be part of music too? And I think that's yeah. what I'm trying, and I think Tom is trying. It's like yeah, they're just they're just part of it, and of yeah. course they can't disturb the music. I mean, because it's also really annoying having a kid running around and stuff. No. But but then we take them outside and we figure out okay, where is the door? We'll sit right next to the door. So it's just a sound from one of them being a little. We'll just take them outside, right. and and they're fine with that too. So so that's not a problem. I yeah. keep thinking about um, when my kid was two, we went on vacation to Morocco and uh, we were just so out of step with the Moroccans because like, like we would wake up early and like nobody would be awake, you know? <laughs> and then in the middle of the day, we were done with breakfast and we'd be getting kind of bored. And so we'd want to go outside and it was like really, really hot. So nobody <laughs> was outside, you know what I mean? And then, yeah. and then when my kid would finally go to sleep, I'd go outside in like, you know, dusk or evening. And there's like kids everywhere. <laughs> it's like all these little kids, you know, they're like, they're out all night. You know what I mean? And yeah. 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 I'm like, oh, we really had to think with this, you know. But but I feel this way about music, you know, like I, I feel kind of rebellious. Um, uh, if you ever get this, somehow I'm always saying, I can only pronounce it in German. Rebellious. Not, yeah. Um, where, you know, there's this attitude, you know, that uh, this kind of like this attitude that you can get from, you know, musicians like, oh, you know, like you dedicate your life to this and, you know, you make sacrifices in your life for the music. And I think that no, no, fuck that. The music can like accommodate itself to life. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I think the music is an expression of 
everything else that's going on, you know, like, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and of course, this is, yeah, like it's a, it's a hugely cultural thing, you know, like, uh, whether that's like, like kids, I mean, even when I was living in a Bushwick in this Puerto Rican neighborhood, you know, it's like, uh, you see kids out, you know, because people are partying, it's loud as shit, there's no chance of sleeping, you know, there's also no sense that you don't blast your stereo at three in the morning because your neighbors <laughs> might be sleeping that's not you know also not in the picture you know what i mean but like three o'clock in the morning it's like people are partying kids are outside you know like but uh that's not going on in germany <laughs> no no that's the thing here i remember uh like at at five thirty six o'clock in the evening you just you can smell everyone cooking dinner you know uh-huh. everyone's having dinner exactly <laughs> at the same time you go to the grocery store up to, like at five o'clock like four thirty, five o'clock it's packed because right. everyone's at the grocery store here you know mm-hmm. uh, everyone's going to get the, the the stuff for dinner and then at six o'clock there's no one in there it's empty right, right. everyone's at home having dinner at six o'clock you know but you know i realize how like i'm i'm so wired for this now because i mean i know it's like oh my god it's 10 30 and I know that, you know, I can hear that, like, your younger daughter is awake. And the whole time I have this, like, ambient anxiety because I'm like, oh, my God, like, I have to wrap up this conversation, like, now. You know what I mean? Because maybe they're being polite or something, but I know that they've got to get that kid to bed. You know what I mean? Because, like, my kid is not awake right now. I mean, he's with his mom. Yeah. Like, I didn't think, but I will bet you a thousand. He's not awake right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's in bed, then that's a certainty, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think she could sleep in. She doesn't have this, like, time pressure. So she just wakes up when she's ready. Yeah. And I think that's it. And right now she actually broke her arm. So that's oh, also why ouch. usually we can, we, she gets to bed earlier, but she actually um, fell down from something at preschool. So, uh, so her arm is broken. A little bit. So, so she's also, it's, she's not easy to deal with right now. I think sometimes she has sort of like a, a pain in the arm. So she, she gets to sort of chill. Um, yeah. And play. Until oh, she passes cool. out, yeah. But uh, but she can sleep in. I think that I think it's also it's different when kids can't sleep in. You know, like if they have to get up at like six o'clock or seven. Yeah, o'clock. of course they can be pretty cranky. So I mean, she gets to preschool around nine thirty, ten. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so she's not she's not there for very long. But I mean, sometimes she is going to bed early i mean she we we can't I, that's the thing like they have this flexibility so if if we have a, a schedule that means that they have to get up early uh we can we can switch it around it's not a problem um mm-hmm. so yeah but uh, but it's also i think my parents one time told me it's so fun to just like hang out with our grandchildren like just at any time like you know like it's the, there's not this pressure um and I think that sometimes kids, like kids, needs their sleep. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not, yeah, against, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's not what I'm saying. But what I think, if you don't have this, like, if you don't have to get up at six, why can't they be up until like whatever, like, like a time where like it's, and then they can sleep that longer. You don't have to get up at six yourself. Uh, I never. Wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm always trying to get my kid to stay up later in the hopes that he'll let me sleep later in the morning. But that's. Like, no, Doesn't work. no yeah. he's waking up at the same time just in a bad mood <laughs> oh yeah 
But I mean, that was thing in Japan, like when we had concerts and stuff, and sometimes uh, we came back to to the to our apartment like late or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, it's you know you don't come home that late because of I guess they close at some. But um, but I remember Fire. Then in the morning, she needs to sleep in, so we would just like sort of like dress her like somewhat, and then put a blanket over her, and then she would sleep in the stroller. Stroller, Ostara, right. and then I would carry Ostara, and then she would, she would wake up like three hours later on a train to mm. I don't know Toto or something, and she's like, okay, where am I? Well, mm. good morning, and here's some breakfast, and hang out, and look, you're in a train. And that's, yeah. that's how she operates. And I think it's cool. I mean, I would like to wake up and I'm like some <laughs> amazing place. So yeah, yeah. I wish I could do that. I'm, it's funny. I, I, the trio that I play with all the time, I mean, I'm 40 now. The, the, the bass player is like 55 or something. And the drummer is like 75. And like, I am really every time the guy going to bed, earliest you know what i mean like after we play like i'm cashed i'm cashed even before we start and like you know like i'm really just like yawning my way through the whole session and like they're going out afterwards like to go see some music and to go like you know hang out all night and like i'm just done i'm i don't know (laughs) i really wish i could have that like a diversified schedule where it's like oh well i didn't sleep for the last two days because i was doing something but now i'm gonna sleep for 14 hours straight like I can't do yeah, that. I, I wish I, I could do that, do that more also. I have, I'm, I'm, I think that I can't really do the same way. Like, Well, I think, well, I, I mean, I think when, when we're traveling, we, oh, we are yeah. like that. Yeah. I think it's more when we're here than we, we're more on a set schedule. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, one of the things I think we like about, about traveling is that you have that, that freedom to just let your, yeah. Things oh, yeah. just flow in a kind of a natural way. Okay, yeah, cool. We'll be up late tonight, and then tomorrow night, you know, we'll we're actually going to be in early or whatever. It yeah, is. yeah. I uh, love that about traveling. I remember, like, I was traveling, and I could look at my watch and think, like, I can read that it's four o'clock. I know that it's four o'clock, but that has no meaning to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Another thing about traveling is you're always like you're kind of always napping, kind of a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, and. And you're you're catching catching some sleep here and there all the time, and you're just kind of I don't know you're in another kind of state. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we, the, the most of the traveling we've done together as a family. Yeah, in the past couple of years, it's been Japan and then U.S. and like driving across the U.S. and like long drive, like eight hour mm-hmm. drive a day. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, it's insane that they could they could do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot of experience with that, but I did travel around with my son when he was little or summer. He was far more patient. It, he was also much more patient. Like if we get in the subway, like if we go two subway stops, he's like impatient, you know? But we like took a bus like across Albania and he was chill the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I think he also, you know, got into that travel mode, you know? Yeah, I think I think people adapt to it, you know, and yeah. and what plus plus when it's new, um, new kind of inputs, then then you get tired in another way, you know, then you you get you you respond to it differently. When you're yeah. on a routine, you narrow your your awareness, so oh, so you're not really you get bored easily because you're not even actually looking at anything around you. You're not really paying attention. You're just like, okay, I need where, where's the next thing? Oh, uh, I know, it's awful. Yeah. 
there's one other thing I wanted to ask you guys about this thing with having kids. Like, <laughs> because especially I was listening to, to, um, to, to several different recordings of, of you guys today. And um, I was just, I was, especially with your singing, uh, Louise, you know? Um, I mean, there's an extra layer of, um, of exposure involved in, in singing, but also like the way you sing is extremely exposed. I mean, also the way you play the saxophone, but I've always felt like singing is like the most like naked you can be, you know? And, yeah. uh, uh, and I was, and I mean, of course, like I, you know, I like to try to play my guitar in that way as well, but it's, it's okay for me to play music and try to approach that. But like, I was thinking, I tried to imagine my mom doing that and it just, it, it just, it shoots an error, you know, like the level of cognitive. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. funny thing is I'm close to my mom. I mean, like my mom and I have always had like really like a lot of talks. We always, we, we, we were able to have like discussions on a very, you know, personal and emotional level, but it's this, I wish that I could get into the, <laughs> the second time I've talked about my mom on this podcast, but I think of it as like a cultural thing, you know, with this Protestant, you know, family this very Presbyterian kind of family, you know, and, and, um, you know, I cannot conceive of like my mother, like of witnessing her in that state. It would, you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. But like your kids, you know, they see this and as they get older, they'll, you know, have a more mature, you know, way of seeing things as well. Like, how does that all feel? It's just, I mean, as long as things feel natural to you, you know, like, I mean, I don't think it might feel that natural to your mom to do this, you know, like it depends on who you are. And, and it's like, if, if you are a person who, I mean, I think I'm very provocative. I have that from my dad and um, I have like these, these, uh, all this like, yeah, I can't, I, it's like, I, I kind of like to work in the extremes. So, so I always have to mess things up that I have, like, like if, if I've been playing something, I always have to sort of just like take it apart again and, and then put it to be, together in another way and so forth. But it's singing, I think it, it's also shocked me. And I, I don't remember when I started it, but it must've been when I lived in Berlin. Um, but it really started taking shape in Sweet Banditry, I think, mm. because I started like just reciting these, like I had all these texts, like about like how messed up everything is in, in Danish and no one had any idea what I was singing mm -hmm. or screaming. And I think that sort of like, okay, this is cool. I can work with this. And then it just became a thing that I just did all the time. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of the times and not, not always. It's like, sometimes I don't feel like doing it and then I don't do it. So, uh, but I think it's just, yeah, I think I'm just very, I, I need it. It's like almost like a, kind of a kind of a therapy for me to just like work mm -hmm. like that. You know, mm -hmm. I get to scream because I just feel mm -hmm. like it, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, and it maybe seems like a little stupid to say, but it's, it's, it's like when I gave birth, I screamed like crazy. Mm -hmm. And and that's, it's just like that pain and, and the joy. And I think, yeah, I mean, our kids are just used to it. I remember when I was like, yeah, that's my mom. She's, she's, mm -hmm. <laughs> she's singing, you know, and people are like, wow. Okay. That's, that's crazy. Um, but I think, I mean, I, I was doing a little co a concert for, for some students because I had to demonstrate something about improvising and, and uh, 
some techniques and stuff. And, and they told me, look, uh, because it's unexpected, then it, it just feel, they just like, it just felt real. It didn't feel forced. And I think if I was forcing it, because I was forcing all this kind of vocal stuff, I think mm. it, that would just fall apart. I think it would just be, I don't know. I don't know. It's, well, right. I mean, I, you know, you can hear that sometimes with like trained vocalists who, I mean, it doesn't have to be vocalists. People do it on the saxophone as well or whatever, where yeah. they, you know, they go into the, the altissimo register or they, they go into the screams and squeaks, but you can almost hear them doing the screams and squeaks. It's just, you know, it's just another musical element, like a trill or something, you know, like, um, yeah. because it's been done before, but like, that's, it's, you know, you, you can tell right away if you're like hearing somebody who's actually just letting their throat open up and anything happen, you know? Yeah. 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 But, uh, I find that, uh, I find it unapproachable. I, I I like to sing a lot and I've like been in bands where I was like a singer, like singing songs, you know, but um, I find it almost impossible to, to like, or I find it basically entirely impossible to actually let go to that full, like complete degree with the voice, you know, but not physically impossible. I mean, impossible on like a, like a personal level, like, like showing that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it, for a lot of people, it's it's not it's like I've, I've gotten a lot of questions about it, and it yeah, it just feels natural to do it. I don't, I don't. Uh, yeah, I've also like in my past like had to de deal with like kids who weren't like I, I guess I, I don't know that I I don't know why I. I guess sometimes I just had to, I just do things and I use my voice, you know, like if I was demonstrating something in teaching or, and then I just used my voice and, and then became louder. And so I had to demonstrate all kinds of ranges and stuff and not that I'm like a trained singer or anything, but I think that just came like, okay, I'm just using my voice and, and, and now I'm just going to use it also just for performance mm -hmm. sake, because it's actually fun to do. And it adds this other layer of like, Oh, what the hell is she doing? It's not just this alto that is just blasting, but, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, and I think I'm just, I can't, I, I just, I just want to shock things. I, sometimes it's just like a good shock effect when people are like, just expecting one thing and then, then getting something else. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I had one student, he got such a shock. Like, I think it was two weeks ago. Cause he, cause I, like he had just no idea that, cause he had this image of me being a certain teacher. And then I was doing this improv thing and I was like doing all this vocal and he, he almost, uh, wow, I had no idea. And um, we had some good talks about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think people need it also. Sometimes it's just, some of us need it. Um, to, to just, yeah. But I think it's 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 because of I mean it's it's all you can you can take that kind of thing yeah with any instrument like you said about these like people kind of faking different kinds of effects on an instrument like they're doing it but it's not like heartfelt you know right and and that's what you I think meet most of the time with people playing music is is people aren't really in connection with their bodies and their instruments and themselves really and so it's a little bit fake all the time you know? right how well they've studied the thing and they don't have a real connection to their to their instrument yeah, yeah. you've been singing 
you know, forever. And it, it is a thing. Yeah, I mean, I've been singing since I was a kid yeah. with my mom and stuff. It's not like unfamiliar. Yeah. Like using, and it's also part of like sort of this tradition here to just sing a bunch, you know. Okay. Yeah, people just sing all the time to parties and stuff. They sing together. Yeah singing whether it sounds good or not that's that's uh, we can always discuss that <laughs> yeah. and, and, and the choice of songs but but people are singing using their voices so oh, you know, yeah i was listening to a cd the other day of uh this um uh, mississippi hill country um uh, kind of juke joint blues band and it's it's not even really like a professional band it's like kind of field recording you know what i mean yeah, and the, and the drummer is playing this groove that's just like I mean it's if you wrote it down on paper it's the simplest groove that you yeah. and I had to say to my girlfriend like I don't think there's a single drummer in Germany who could play that <laughs> you know what I mean I mean of course they could play it you know what I mean but even just going because it was his music you know what I mean because he really comes from exactly that music it had a feeling that's like not that nobody else could, I couldn't do it if I was a drummer because it's not me, yeah, yeah. you know. But you know, it's funny the improvised music thing. I, I don't think you probably know this, Tom, but uh, I got into improvised music uh, first on it completely unexpectedly, and also uh, it was you were the instigator, whether you know it or not. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it, it all took me kind of off, it's always taken me off guard. I, I actually I don't think I ever ever intended to go in this direction ever and now it's like the only kind of music that i'm involved in you know but um but a lot of times i feel like that you know like i mean i really i listen to i you know i basically listen to like the folk musics of any folk that i can find you know yeah and, yeah and whether it's like from nigeria or like um you know burma or whatever it is you know what i mean and um and no matter how much i love the music i think like i can't i can't play that music you know what I mean? There's no yeah. point for me to play that music. You know what I mean? And and I have this intense sense of jealousy or something. You know, I feel like like even even coming from Memphis, it's like yeah, okay, I come from Memphis, but like I didn't come from a gospel church. I come from a boring Presbyterian church. So like, if I in the end of the day, I think like, well, what is like what happens when I play me? And the only thing really left is this improvised music. It's not necessarily my favorite genre of music to listen to, although I like it. But it's not that I really love it above all other forms. It's just the only type of music that I play where I feel like I'm not lying. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like involuntary. I think like, I didn't really choose this. It's just the only thing that's real for me, you know? Yeah, I, I kind of I feel that way, too. I mean, it's... Um... You like listening to it, though. Oh, I also like listening to it. Yeah, yeah. but 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 it, it, I mean, for me, it's 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 a it's a music that doesn't feel. I mean, I have the same thing. I'm always looking for stuff that doesn't feel like a put on, you yeah. know. And I, I feel like so much music is 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 acting. Is someone like pretending to be or bad acting? I should say because there's good acting and someone who's like kind of legit, legitimately in, involved, or like kind of bad acting where someone's like not really not really believing their role, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think when when you're integrated, when you come from an integrated culture that has like its own uh, a, a rich like system that kind of works in a certain mm -hmm. way, mm -hmm. and then in the the music is a part of that culture, mm -hmm. then that's like that that kind of thing can happen, you know. 
where it's just that it is just real and natural. But I think for us, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing there's just some similar backgrounds for all of us where music is, um, was not a, uh, I mean, I grew up without music, you know, mm. that's a little bit, I'm probably maybe different from other of you two, but I grew up without, I mean, I didn't even listen to music until I was 13 years old. I didn't know what, like, mm -hmm. I remember people watching MTV. And I was like, what are you talking What What is that? I, mm. I, I tried to watch it. I was like, I don't know what this is. Why are people interested in this? Why is this mm -hmm. interesting to people? Um, and so I kind of am coming up like out of this. I never even described it this way. Okay. Really? Yeah. So like I, I didn't have any like musical culture that I grew up in. So right. I, I'm kind of like weird, like, like, uh, you know, refugee or not mm -hmm. so bad. But, but, but like, yeah, like, uh, I'll, like, I'll, I'll, you know, vagabond. Mm -hmm. musical vagabond and so like i don't have a, a home mm -hmm. that i can go to and be like, oh this is like where i belong mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. like so i have to like yeah have this kind of existential thing and figure out who i am and then make that thing into something forge mm -hmm. it into some kind of music and then try to find other people who i can do things with, with who, yeah. who can like have you know share something uh that i can share something with mm -hmm. um, yeah but I think that there's that the, the the danger of any kind of like culture, you know, it's it, it's it's interesting. It's a it's a, not a double-edged sword. That's not the word I'm looking for. But it's it, there's there's two sides to it, you know, because there's a thing of like that what, that longing for culture, right? That I think I, at least I have that thing of like, and you you're the kind like you're kind of what you're describing this kind of jealousy. If you're listening to Gagaku yeah. or if you're listening to to you know some Enlo Iwi drumming stuff, you know, and you're you're like, yeah, I can't like. I can't really partake in that. No, no. Uh, I'm jealous of this like togetherness and this right. integrated thing that these people have. Right, right. Because uh, I don't feel like I have that with the culture that I came from either. So I feel yeah. like I have it nowhere. So, so, but then like the the improvising is a way of like trying to get to um, to get to that, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, I relate. Yeah, but it was very funny. I don't know if you remember this. There was a when uh, when I was first in New York, uh, I invited you over, and, and you slept your bass all the way out to Brooklyn, which I found impressive. And like, uh, yeah, we played, and like, uh, I remember we were doing this improvising. I don't know if you remember it, but it was. Um, I did, I still remember it because I remember that whatever you were playing, I was still trying to find. You know, it was it was more like I was trying to really quickly recognize which chords you were playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'll, I'll keep following your spontaneous key changes. You know what I mean? And I don't think it clicked all that well. You know what I mean? But I, you know, it was. And then, and then I used to think. And then after that, I was like, "What in that? That was an interesting musical encounter." And then I thought afterwards, like, "What is this improvised music that he's involved in?" Like, and then I thought, "Oh, people play improvised music because in New York, you don't have the time or money to rehearse." Like, I just thought it was kind of a practical matter, you know what I mean? Which maybe it is. But, uh. There's definitely practicality to it, for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's very funny. Yeah, anyway, so, but it was, it's very, very odd. I somehow slipped into this world. After that moment, it was like uh, this weird force that drew me in, which I had no <laughs> decision-making over. I think I think once you once you experience that freedom, I think if you're the kind of person who likes that kind of ability to to to, to like yeah, to, like determine your own parameters, 
then it's pretty addicting and you can't really stop. Yeah. Uh, it is pretty addictive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, I used to be playing a lot with JR, you know, JR Thomason. And yeah. I mean, it was very interesting with him. I mean, through him, I learned to appreciate some things about rock and roll that I didn't appreciate before. But, um, but he also had some, uh, you know, disdain for the whole improvised music world, you know. <laughs> and it was very funny. We went to this concert once and it was some really top, you know, top players. And the next day we were at work together and he said, like, it's just laziness. They're just lazy. <laughs> and then, you know, another time he was talking about a song that he wrote, you know, because, you know, he's, you know, he liked rock and roll, but he also liked classical music very, very, very much. Yeah. So he, and he likes fine wine. He likes greatness, you know, he likes, he loves Beethoven. He likes greatness, you know? And so like, in, he was talking about this song that he wrote and he was very mad because, you know, the drummer hadn't put enough, you know, devotion into it. And he said, I lived and died a thousand deaths to write that song, right? <laughs> and I just remember thinking, like, I don't want to live and die a thousand deaths. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want it to actually be all that hard. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Not that it's not hard, it's just different. I mean, it's just a very, very different thing to think, like, I'm going to craft this masterpiece. It's just a very, very different thing to think, like, no, nah, I'm not going to play any masterpieces, but like I'll try to make myself into the master. I mean, I'm not a masterpiece, but I am, you know, I'm working on myself. I'm not working on the piece. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like, you know, if we were better at um, <laughs> conversation, you know, like, like that's the thing is, I mean, you're working at like trying, you know, as an improviser, you're working at how you can be a better conversationalist or how you can and, and have like good, interesting topics to discuss and, and to do things, you know? Um, and and it's not about, it, yeah, maybe that's a dumb, dumb analogy, but like the equivalent of like trying to write some book versus like trying to be a good conversationalist and being able to like meet lots of different people and have good conversations with all those different people and relate to them, you know, uh, is, is like what imp improvisers I think are a lot of times interested in. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course you have to work on yourself if you're going to be able to like con converse with a bunch of people and meet a bunch of people and do different things with people you, you need to work on yourself and make yourself interesting and and have something and 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 be able to 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 deal with lots of different people to be flexible to to have conversations at different levels um but yeah it's not like there's a there's a lot less kind of ego involved because it's 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 uh again it's that thing where you're dealing with others all the time you know, mm. whereas I mean, it's interesting JR talking about like being dissatisfied with the, the drummer not living up to his ex. It's, like, it's about, it's, you know, there's a very egotistical aspect of that, right? It's like his music, his thing, and someone else has to like live up to that thing. Whereas like, if I, if, if I go to improvise with someone, I mean, I can get annoyed at someone who's like, it's, it's, it's not the same thing. It's not about them like meeting my thing. It's about, you're just not good. You, either you don't want to talk to me or you're like, <laughs> you're too lazy to talk to me or, or you're not really giving me the time of day or mm -hmm. you're just articulate and it's not a very interesting conversation. Although, um, you know, I, I remember kind of looking at it. when I was new in town, I was like um, uh, playing at this session. There was actually a monthly like avant-garde improvised jam session, you know, which, yeah. And, but there was this, this kid who showed up, who's this young guy in town, everybody knows him. And he's kind of like the young, like hotshot, you know what I mean? Like he's very technically good musician for being a young guy, you know? Yeah. And he's very active, he's very busy with music, you know? 
But I remember like he got up to play and I was playing and like, uh, and like I said, he can play, you know, but like, like the first thing he did, and I didn't know this guy. It's like, I never met this guy before, you know? And he just got up on the stage and then like, he like pulled out a banana and was like, had this kind of like this very self-satisfied snarky look on his face. Like, this is so funny. Like I'm playing my, you know, with one drumstick and one banana. And then he was like eating the banana, like, and then like playing with the other hand. And, and this pissed me off. You know what I mean? I took this kind of as a, I mean, not to say that I don't want to also make it an ego thing on my part, but, uh, but I felt it was, it was an insult. You know what I mean? I felt like, man, I don't know you. You know what I mean? Like if I knew you, like if we were friends, like you can do that. And that's kind of funny if we're friends, it's just the same as a conversation. It's like, if we're friends, like you can kind of like say something, like you can insult me a bit if you want to, or like you can fart or whatever you want. But like, <laughs> if we're not friends, like don't fart yet. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like I felt like, you know, just cause you can play the drums good. Like don't, don't do that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's about just manners. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah,
Mm-hmm. <laughs> 